isn't that so precious just in his presence and hanging out with him? I mean, this is what we're supposed to bring with us all the time. Imagine that. Imagine how the election would not have affected anyone if we were walking in this, correct? <laughs> right? Just walking in that peace. Um, Abby, can you make sure everybody has a crown? Okay, cool. You know, I got to thinking, what, what a great word to have about dominion the day after the election. No matter who, who, back there, Abby, no matter who you voted for, you know God's so in charge of it all. So um, you just hang out with him, and you'll hear more from him, and, and um, just connect with him more and more, because he's going to do some mighty things this year. Okay. Oh, that was wonderful. I'm going to start in the beginning. Um, it was so funny when we were talking about what the message should be, you know, the title of it, and, and uh, Angie, my wonderful right and left brain. Um, yeah, 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 for Angie. <laughs> um, she's like, yeah, you know, walking in dominion, you know, and then we got to thinking, not as a minion. Have any of you seen that children's TV movie, The Minions? Yes? Okay, I tried to watch it last night. Um, to get a grasp of what a minion was, but I couldn't. I felt dumber and dumber the more I kept watching it, so I, I had to turn it off. I know kids love it. My great-nephew just, oh, my gosh, he can recite all the songs and everything word from word. Um, but, you know, this is how God wants us to see ourselves as walking in his dominion and not as a servant, to walk in his kingdom here on this earth. Okay, so as soon as everybody gets their crowns, and there's some more over here, Abby, there's some in the back if there aren't any left. And I, gentlemen over there, somebody want to help her? <laughs> Girls, you want to run back there and get some more crowns? There's more crowns in the back. God has enough crowns, right, for all of us. I'm going to go to Genesis 2.19, just to kick it off. Everybody get, oh, Yvonne, see, you are the queen of this house. <laughs> you are. <laughs> Mike, you look like a joker, but, you know, a jester. <laughs> or maybe a joker, I don't know. <laughs> um, everybody got some, oh, we still need some over there. Well, thank you, everyone, for helping. We do not want to be crownless. What about the three over in the very left? Did they get crowns up there? Okay. Alan needs a crown. <laughs> Keep your hand raised. We see. They're coming down with the crowns. <laughs> and up front over here, sweetie, in the very first row, Eva, she needs one. Okay. Got your crowns, because I will not start till everybody has their crown. And on. It's not difficult. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Mike has his pulled down past his eyes. <laughs> Genesis 2, 19. So out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every bird of the air. And he brought them to Adam to see what he would call them. And whatever Adam called each living creature that was its name. 
Now, I want you to think for a moment what it was like in the garden. You know, I could see Adam sitting back there. I got a chair. I didn't need one, but I think I'll use it at this moment. So thank you, whoever was prophetic enough to bring me the chair. Is that you, Phil? Oh, thank you. Okay, so I could see Adam sitting back there, giraffe, just sitting back in the presence of God because he walked with God all day long. <gasps> Elephant. Just naming these things. I mean, where do you even come up with the names, right? But he walked in the presence of God so he could hear God's voice. So he was so in sync with God, it was like rhinoceros. I mean, come on. Think, how can you come up with that word at the top of your head, right? So I see, I picture him laying back, beautiful, everything. Everything you could imagine you had in the presence with you. 24-7, walking in it. And then we know the story with happening Eve and the serpent, serf, serpent and all that kind of stuff. But what I want to show you tonight is out of Romans 8, 18. And what God wants to do for us, where he wants to bring us, if, if, if we are willing to walk in it. Okay? A-R-C, before Corinthians. The Lord had shown me this word, I had it written down, it was back in September, and he gave me just a little bit, I don't know if the Lord works with you guys like this, but he'll give you like a nugget, and oh, and then it's almost like he's haunting you, because he wants you to go deeper and deeper and deeper for it, to see what the truth is. <gasps> you need a crown, Tracy, raise your hand, Abby, go get Tracy, you put it on. <laughs> so he wants us to go after his word. Um, the word, anybody can find anything in it that they want, but it's the mysteries that are revealed when you start soaking in it and opening up. So he kept giving, I kept seeing this, and I kept seeing it. I'm like, Lord, what are you saying? Lord, what are you saying? And the more I read it, the more I was getting confused. It was like, what are you saying? So until I could spend like almost a whole day seriously going after him and seeking what is it that you want, want me to know? And then it was just like, oh, my gosh, i got to share this with everybody I know. So here I am. Um, so Romans 8, 18, and my subject title says, don't panic. It says, from suffering to glory. Think on that for a moment. From suffering to glory. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed to us. Think about it. He's saying, don't even, the sufferings, don't even, that's nothing. It's nothing compared to the glory that will be revealed through us. What is he saying? He's saying, no matter what you are going through, no matter what it looks like, don't even look at that. Just think about my glory being revealed through you. It's not our glory. We don't have any. It's his. Imagine what that would be like, walking in his glory all the time. Adam and Eve, they had dominion over the earth. They had dominion over the animals. I mean, how cool is that, you know, to be able to, you know, talk to tigers and lions and bears, oh my. I mean, imagine that. What would it be like to be able to talk to all of them, to communicate with them? Because they had dominion. 
That's what he's asking us to do at this point. I'll go on and read in 19. For the earnest expectation, this is what threw me off, of the creation eagerly awaits for the revealing of the sons of God. Now, who are the sons of God? Anybody know? Us, right? Can you imagine that creation is waiting for you to know who the heck you are? It's waiting for you. I mean, creation, the universe, the planets, oh my gosh, your town, your county, your state, where you work, your land that you live on, your home, your creation is crying out saying, will you please know who you are? Will you please know who you are? The dominion you have? Will you please know that you are an heir to the king of kings, that you are a royal blood? Will you please know it so we, I'll go into the next scripture, so we can be free. The ground is actually crying out to be free. I mean, think of this. In 20, for the creation was subjected. Hello, there's royalty, right? The king, everybody's in subject, submission to him, subject to him. For the creation, this earth, this world, the planets, the elections, Washington, I mean, everything. Everything he created, the stars, everything is in subjection to him. So for the creation was subjected to futility. And so I looked it up, you know, got the Webster's definition, and that means nothingness. So I'm like, okay, backtrack, God, you got my mind going now. Creation was subjected to nothingness, not willingly. Now, creation had a will. Think of that. It says not willingly. Creation did not want to will to be nothing, but because of the fall, because of the sin of Adam and Eve, our ground, our land, our planets, our universe are not who they are supposed to be or what they are supposed to be. They did not want to will to it, but they did because of him, capital H, who subjected it in hope. So I'll go back. God is like, okay, creation, because of the sin, because man has fallen, my beautiful dream now has a few little problems. The ground is not glorious. The land is not glorious. The trees are not producing the fruit that it should be producing. The soil is not producing because sin Blood was, was spilled out. Sin was spilled out on the ground. And he's like, please, people, know who you are. Know the, doming, the, the dominion that you can walk in, the authority that you have to carry the glory of the king of kings. It's nothing for us. It's not pride. It's not, oh, I'm all this or I'm, I'm all that. No, it's the glory to be revealed Imagine, you know, being able to take that dominion over just even your land. I'll give you a little story. I shared one last time I spoke about moving into um, a home with my daughter, who's 26. She'll be 26 next week. After five years of her being on her own, I'm, being, I'm on my own, so we decided to be a lot cheaper moving together. Um, found this great house in the meadows, landscape galore, which is work galore, but she likes doing that. She'll work on the outside. Inside, forget it, but she'll work on the outside. 
Um, I mean, we were trimming bushes. I felt like, you know, Prince, whatever that Prince was, you know, going through the briars to get to Sleeping Beauty. I mean, just the outside of the home was not taken care of. You know, she found like a dead bird. She found a dead squirrel. She's like, oh, my God, my yard is a graveyard. And I'm like, no, 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 no. We're speaking life. You know, we're, this house, it just needs love. It just needs life, you know. Uh, the, the people that owned it before were from another culture, another country. You know, I knew that when I signed the lease. So I knew I knew, had to do a little spiritual house cleaning, taking back the land. I'm all for that. I'm like, whoa. Second thing I find out, this is deemed tops it, um, from our neighbors, they told us that there were um, drug dealers living in our house, that um, they'd have all kinds of traffic coming 12 to 3 a.m., in and out, um, so they had called the landlord, because they knew the landlords, they lived in California, and um, the landlord called up the woman and said, you know, I'm coming to do a check, I'm giving you the 24-hour notice. So he goes into the house. They were bringing in bats and piping. I'm thinking maybe meth. I don't really know. Um, I mean, big vats. So uh, he met with the woman that was renting the home, and she said, uh, well, I don't need this harassment. I'm leaving. Six hours, they were out of there. So I didn't find this out, which it wouldn't have bothered me. You know, would have made me think more but, um, of how to tackle things. But to me, it was like, <laughs> That's more ground to take for God. So, I mean, not only a culture thing, a country, different country kind of thing, but a drug dealer was living in there. Whoa, you know, not on my watch, not on my turf, you know. So you clean the place spiritually, you know, wash it. So I thought, you know what, God, you are so awesome. That was a double blessing to me. That was double because I'm taking authority. I'm taking dominion over that home that he called me to. Crazy. He called me to it. So I know he's going to bless it. So as everything is overwhelmed and grass and dying and all of that in my house, I get, we have hummingbirds along with, uh, oh, I mean, doves were showing up. This is just, I mean, all of a sudden it was like, Snow White, you know, the birds and the rabbits and everything is flocking because there is life. The presence of God was inhabiting that place. So if any of you guys know me, you know that's what my place is like, right? It's like, okay, God, come in. Now, I'll have to pass this around, and you can't touch it. So we got a little hummingbird. You can look at it. Come look. Um, hummingbird started building a nest. I thought this is the coolest thing, right out my front window, and I would sit in the mornings, have coffee, and I could watch her. And I would talk to her all the time and tell her I'm going to watch over it, and I'm going to protect it. If Adam and Eve could talk to the animals, I'm going to, too. I'm just waiting for them to talk back. Don't lock me up either, but I know they will. <laughs> so, so I'm watching her build this nest, just incredible, you know, day after day after day. And then she pops out an egg. And another egg. I'm like, I mean, the nest is this big. Here, Yvonne, pass it around. It's just the most beautiful thing. And hummingbirds mean new life. I, I looked it up. They mean new life. So God was bringing new life because I know my authority. 
Now, I could have agreed with my daughter and said, oh, my God, what did we get ourselves into? You know, there's briars and bushes. And, but, I mean, once we start trimming everything back, we got roses. I mean, it's amazing because I know my place. I know he gave it to me. I know there was going to be a double blessing. You know, that's just to begin with, with what he does. So the egg, the mother bird, she has two. So, oh, you know, I'm into multiplication. You know, double. To me, that's like, oh, double, double. Two eggs, double. And then when the mother bird came, and, you know, and she's sitting on it, I'm like, oh, my God, she's going to kill them. Because really, when you see the nest, it's this big. Obviously, she knows what she's doing. <laughs> and then, I mean, within two weeks, the birds, I mean, I could see them. She'd come and feed them. It was just magnificent. These are hummingbirds. I mean, their eggs were, you know, not even as big as my index. Maybe my nail. Maybe. Maybe. Just amazing because of the presence of God. Because my home is dedicated, because my land has been washed and cleansed and purified by the blood of Jesus. I mean, I didn't get out there with a scrub brush or anything. I walked it and took dominion over it. Imagine if we did that. I walk my dogs. Uh, not every night, but I do try. Now it's getting darker earlier. Um, and it's like, ah, got to walk the dogs. And I thought, you know, instead of just walking the dogs, I really don't like walking the dogs, but I have to because they're little hyper things. So I'm like, I'm going to, I'm praying over my whole neighborhood. So I am praying, especially during Halloween and all the icky stuff and gravestones and skeletons. And I'm praying the presence of God. I'm praying healing for the families. I'm praying healing for the marriages. Lord, bring, bring your kingdom down here. Open the heavens. Because I go around a whole big block. It takes me 13 minutes. <laughs> but taking dominion. Because according to the word of God, creation's crying out saying, will you please find out who you are so we can be who we are? It's crying out. Think about it. Adam and Eve, the garden, everything was, I mean, more tropical than any tropical island you've ever been to. More colorful. I mean, I, I could let my imagination go on this. And I mean, everything and anything was right there. Because it was being produced in the presence of God. It was being produced in the glory of God. So imagine how great, how wonderful. I, you know, I have some, you know, really going to have to check with God. Because it's like, in that glory, in that presence, how did that stinking snake get in there? Right? That's, I know that's another whole nother story. Because he runs from the presence. You bring the kingdom down. You bring the spirit down. You bring the glory down. He doesn't want anything to do with you. He runs from it. So it's kind of like, you know, you've got your own glory cloud of the king of kings that you're walking in. 21. Romans 8. Because the creation everything he created, itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. So that's saying the ground is in bondage. The land, the creation is in bondage. It's corrupt. It's not at, at its peak. It's not at its best. It's not because of the sin. 
So imagine again if you could walk carrying him, his glory. I love it because, you know, what um, Lana Luna was singing, I, mean, I wrote it down, it was hidden, he, he has hidden your glory in creation. Didn't know what I was going to speak on. He has hidden his glory in creation. The word says that it is, it's a damaged creation that we're walking in because we don't know how to be who he has created us to be. Can you imagine if we had dominion over the government? Just saying. Dominion over social services, dominion. You know, and again, I'm not saying, hey, bow down to me. That's not it. <laughs> Can you imagine if God's glory was shining through all of these areas or seven mountains, if you want to call it, the media, okay, through the churches, the family, if we knew who lives in here and what he is capable of doing. We can't do anything. He can. Imagine. Imagine the change. Imagine the change at your workplace. Instead of agreeing with this grumbling and murmuring and complaining, bring the glory in. That shuts it all up. Bring the presence in. It's like we need to take back our land. We need to take back our authority. We need to take back his kingdom for him. 22. For we know that the whole creation groans and labors with birth pains <laughs> together until now. I know a lot of you guys, well, most of you guys probably can't even relate to that birthing part, but you've seen your wives or your spouse or your daughters or whatever. The pain to produce the child, to bring forth the child. The whole earth is in that kind of pain. It's in travail. It's in transition to bring forth the glory of God. Like I said, I talk to the animals. I do. I, I am waiting. I really do believe they'll talk back. But I mean, when I go places, I mean, they're supposed to. We have dominion. <laughs> when I walk into the church, you know, we've got crows and we've got rabbits and deer running, you know, past in front of your car. I, I talk to them like the little rabbit, you know, and I'm like, it's okay. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. They, they can feel the presence, they can feel the glory of God. Just like that little hummingbird coming to make her nest in my tree because of the presence of God, because of the dominion. It can turn things around. <laughs> 23. Now this I had to really research with the Lord. Not only that, but also we have the first fruits of the Spirit. Even we ourselves groan within ourselves, eagerly, eagerly waiting adoption, the redemption of our body. Well, that's a whole other story. But the first fruits, the first fruits is Jesus. 
remember back in the Old Testament, oh, it was wonderful to bring the first fruits. Okay, always give of the first fruits. Ask Cain and Abel. If you don't believe me, go read it. You know what happened to them. When you give the best, oh, God honors it. We're here. He gave the best. He gave his son. He gave the first fruits to each one of us. His son, his Holy Spirit, so that we can walk in it with them, hand in hand, and the glory of God to change the atmosphere. Like uh, Luna was singing tonight, when he walks in the room, well, you're not supposed to go anywhere without him. If you're walking in the room, he's walking in the room right along with you to change, to make that difference. We, his kids, we are in pain. We groan within ourselves, eagerly waiting. And it says for the adoption. If you don't believe you are his, then how do we walk in that dominion? If we really don't know, well, you know, that's, that's not for me. You know, I was born this way and that way and lack and poverty and, you know, all these problems and there's physical and there's mental and there's all these problems. That's not how a king would live. That's not how he would live. That's not what he would want for his kids. You're royalty. You are a chosen priesthood. By his blood. Oh, we need a crown. <laughs> Raise your hand. <laughs> Abby, or one of the girls. We need a crown. This, you have to have a crown. We're waiting for that redemption to get back to that place of gar the Garden of Eden. You know, I really don't think when Jesus comes back on his horse and all of the excitement, I don't think that change, that, that dominion is going to happen that second. He wants us to be doing it now. Because if you're not walking in that authority that he has for you as a royal, royal child of the king, how can you change lives? How can you change anybody's life if they're not seeing the glory, if the glory isn't being revealed? Oh, yeah, it'll be a big, big party when he comes back. But he's coming for that bride, right, without spot or blemish. That means our spirits will be so aligned, aligned perfectly. Almost perfect when perfect comes. We're aligned to what he has for us. We're walking in knowing who we are, knowing it. I, there, this whole chapter is just so juicy, so I had to kind of pick and choose. Um, I'll go to 29. For whom he foreknew, that 
you and to every one of us, he foreknew us. He also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. So each one of us, he foreknew. He knew you before you were in your mother's womb. He created you in his image. Why would we hide it? Why wouldn't we walk in his glory so that creation can be changed? Atmospheres can be changed. Everything can be changed in an instant because of his glory. That's what he has for each one of us. Will you show the Alan the first video or whoever's back there? I'm going to show you this one. Yes. Look, Simba, everything the light touches is our kingdom. Wow. A king's time as ruler rises and falls like the sun. One day, Simba, the sun will set on my time here and will rise with you as the new king. And this will all be mine? Everything. Everything the light touches. I tried to find something on Aslan, but it didn't. I couldn't. So Simba had to work. Everything <laughs> the king is saying to his son, the prince or the princess, if there was a female lion there, everything the light touches is yours. Same thing with our father. He's our light. He's our glory as far as we can see, as far as we can see. It's ours for him, for him, for his purpose, for his plans. We have dominion. <laughs> I mean, I was out there in my backyard speaking to that grass, <laughs> you know, because it needed to grow, because it was not kept. Out there speaking to those trees, just out there bringing the glory in to see his glory revealed. Imagine if we all did that in our own space even, okay, and not outer space, in our own home, in our own block, and where we work. Imagine, God, I want your glory revealed so bad, Jesus, so bad I can taste it. Come, God, change the atmosphere. Change it, Lord. The ground's crying out. Creation is saying, please, find out who you are, please. Know that you are Royalty. Whenever I think of 
you know, kingdom. It's like someday I'll watch every fairy tale there is so I can capture what I see in my own mind. Um, when you're walking, when you are a son or a daughter of the king, what's his is yours. King has a kingdom. He owns it. His kids own it, right? They own it. One thing I have found out when we start walking in this glory, in his glory, and watching him move, I have never been so excited about life as I have been in this last year, maybe, just watching him again and again and again move. It is incredible. But it took 37, almost 37 years <laughs> walking with Christ, learning how to die to my own things, my flesh, learning how to put stuff under, under him, to walk in the spirit, to be able to hear his voice, to spend more time with him than anything else. These are the ones that he is going to be able to entrust all to. He couldn't trust me with this 10, 20 years ago because I was all about the big house, the cars, you know, multiplying everything on my own. <laughs> I mean, of course, I'm doing everything he's telling me to do. Now I'm like, I want the lottery, Lord. Think what we could build. You know, the wealth of the wicked is stored up for the righteous. Just have I mean, I'm not telling everybody to go play. Um, I don't even remember to play, but doggone it. I mean, all those millions, <laughs> you know. Think what we could build for his kingdom. Think of the housing we could build, you know, just for Douglas County alone, for, for um, people in need. Think of everything. But he couldn't trust me 10 years ago, 20 years ago. That's getting, the older I get, the further away, <laughs> 20 years ago. But I've learned now, you know, oh, Daddy, what do you want? I work in the care ministry, and I mean, I just, it's amazing helping people in so many different arenas and areas. And I just, I mean, I ask the Father, Lord, they need this, they need this, they need that. The Lord produces it. With the winter shelter that we're going to be having, we have a meeting going on now with like 45 people in it. We had 125 a couple weeks ago for training because of the winter shelter. See, when you're aligned with him and hearing him, and I thank God for Mike and Christy and, and the path that God has shown them how to build uh, what God wants built here at this time and all that JR and Yvonne has laid the foundation for of years and years of I mean, they went through all the hell. You know, Mike gets to reap all the fun. No. <laughs> I was there with them. <laughs> I mean, they fought. They stood. They battled. They battled. They battled. And they fought to lay the foundation for what God's doing in this house now. And now that we are coming into alignment with what God wants done now, it's happening. I mean, 
We're not even doing anything. God is. And the people are coming out of the woodworks that want to help. It's amazing. A whole school called and said, we have K, I think, I don't even know what grades, did it, it's all K through something, maybe eighth. We want to, we want to participate. How can we help? Oh, you know, um, mops went and made all little goodie bags for the women. It was, I mean, just, <laughs> it's amazing the way God multiplies when you start walking in dominion and knowing the ground that you, that he is giving you to take. Um, I work with the county, you know, in ending homelessness. And it's amazing. I have to tell you guys, all the Christians that God has put in human services, amazing. And even at the top of it, amazing. God's putting his people in all these places. That's why I'm saying, Lord, let's take all seven mountains. You know, let's go for the government. Let's go for the media. Let's go for everything. The unity in the churches that is happening right now. Um, how many churches are we in working with? I mean, 20, 30. I don't know what your count is. I know what mine is, but <laughs> well, how many churches are there in Castle Rock? My goodness, right? 60? 50. So we are working with, we had Catholic Charities out there tonight. We work with um, Southeast Christian. We work with the United Methodist Church. None of that matters anymore. We're all going <laughs> for what God wants done. We're all in sync. We're in unity. And we have the heart of God. No walls. No walls. It's beautiful to see. It's beautiful to be at a meeting with, I don't even know how many were at our first meeting, 100 people of all the agencies and churches um, in the, not even Douglas County, there were Jefferson County, Arapahoe County were there. And for the county to say, we need the faith-based people. We need you. We can't do this without you, without your help, without your hand, without you volunteering. We don't have the manpower to be able to do it. Can you imagine that? The state <laughs> saying, we need you. We need the church. This is God. He is taking dominion over Castle Rock, over the counties. You know, I'm going for the state. I'm going for the nation. I'm like, Lord, I, you know. Overachiever here. Let's go. <laughs> I wait on him, though. I have to make sure Mark, uh, Mike knows that. So, um, you know, but God wants to take it all back to that place of Garden of Eden. To that place where the land is flourishing and the water and everything has been taken back to that place of redemption. But like the county said to us. We need the people. God is saying that to us. I need you. Which, you know, I know he could just come down and do it all, but for some reason he wants to use us. He wants to walk with you and his glory be revealed. And watch what happens. Expect things to happen. Expect him to move I mean, seriously, expect 
the ground, and I'm not kidding, to turn, you know, growing and glowing before you because you're carrying him. Think about Moses. I mean, that guy shined so much. They put a towel over him. You know, I would have been right there on his cheek getting all the glory I could get to carry it away. They were so scared. Put a towel over him. Put a cloth over him. <gasps> God's like, oh, no. Can you, you know, imagine his glory coming out of you and creation is changing in front of your eyes because you expected God to do something. You expected him to move. You expected him to change the atmosphere. He just needs a shell. <laughs> he just needs a host to host his presence, his glory, and watch what he can do. 1 Corinthians 15, 23. Did I give you guys that one? I think I did. Okay. <laughs> I'll read it. But each one in his own order, Christ the first fruits, afterwards those who are Christ at his coming. The first fruits fruits, guys. I'm going to land this plane. The first fruits. Jesus. Remember he said, you know, I'm going to go, but boy, you're going to have so much more fun when I'm gone because I'm going to leave you my best bud. <laughs> I'm going to leave you the best, the best of me. I'm going to leave you my first fruits. glory, the Holy Spirit, which is tangible. The Holy Spirit isn't that crazy uncle that just, you know, does all kinds of crazy things. He's part of God and Jesus. He left that to each one of us so that you are heirs to his kingdom so you can watch things turn around. If something weird happens to me, like, oh, I have so many earring stories. Like, if I lost an earring, it's like, uh-uh, it's coming back in Jesus' name. You know, I am not losing that earring. I call it back. I mean, I'm serious, you know. Like, why do I have to? Anyway, <laughs> I value God's money. You know, it's like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get that thing back. So I had this one. It was a key, and it had a heart shape on it, you know, all kind of prophetic. And I was like, <gasps> and I lost one. And then I thought I found it because it was on the counter, but it wasn't. It was the only one I had. I had forgotten I put it on the counter. So I'm like, I, you know what? Uh-uh. I have dominion that is coming back. It is coming back. It is coming back. You're not going to believe where I found it. My, I have two dogs, as I've told you. She's digging in her um, little bed. Got a little purple furry bed. She's digging in it, and I'm like, what on earth? Must be food in there. And I go all around. There's my other earring. I'm like, okay, thank you. I mean, it's it, this is how much he cares about the littlest things. He does. 
the smallest time. I got story and story. I mean, he's amazing. But I expect that from my daddy. I expect that from my king. Because he only wants the very, very best for me and for each one of you. Can you play that other video for me? And then I'll be, God will do something. We'll see. That's not my father. It's just my reflection. No. Look hard. You see, he lives in you. The weather, very peculiar, don't you think? Yeah, looks like the winds are changing. Ah, uh, change is good. Yeah, but it's not easy. I know what I have to do, but going back means I'll have to face my past. I've been running from it for so long. Ow! Jeez, what was that for? It doesn't matter, it's in the past. <laughs> yeah, but it still hurts. Oh, yes, the past can hurt. But the way I see it, you can either run from it or learn from it. Ah, you see? So what are you going to do? First, I'm going to take your stick. No, 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 not your stick. Hey, where are you going? I'm going back. Good. Go on, get out of here. <laughs> Remember who you are. You know, when he talks about going to the past, going back to the past, Jesus says, God says, 
that's the past. I don't remember it anymore. What, what's behind me? Don't mind me, okay? There's a whole new life. it'll keep you from the future. The past of whatever you, whoever you were from this moment back, if you did not know that you are his, if you did not know that, know it now. You are, remember who you are. Let that ring within you. Remember who, whose you are. You belong to the best daddy in the world. You belong to the father, the best father. And all he wants to do is bless you. All he wants to do is walk with you 24-7, sleep, dreams, everything. That's all he wants. Let's stand up. See what daddy wants to do. You know, there's some that just can't get out of the mindset of who you were, what you did, or where you came from. You were made, as I read, you were made in his image. Remember all this suffering <laughs> compares to nothing compare to the glory that he has for you. And I'm not talking about up there. I'm talking about here on this earth. All the glory that he has for you. So let's just close our eyes and break some things because there is a mentality that some of us may carry from the past that I'm just not good enough or I'm, uh, you know, I'm unworthy or whatever you are feeling, that's not him. That's not him. He's full of goodness and love and peace, all the first fruits, all that good, wonderful, perfect stuff. That's him. So if you're hearing anything that is contrary to how he sees you, his image, we need to lay that down, okay? So... Father God, I just ask right now, Lord, that you just come upon your kids, Father, and that you take that past that made them who they are, that past that does not line up with your word, that they are made in your image. Lord, I ask that you just take that now and you just break it off of them in the name of Jesus Christ. Now you have to do your part too and just take it off and just throw it at his feet. You know, if you're too ashamed to do this here, <laughs> I'm not going to tell you go home and do it because this is the place. This is what is happening now. And this is what the Lord is asking for is all that, I'll say, rotten fruit <laughs> that you have believed in. So just lay it at his feet. You're created in the king's image. 
I want you to see that, that you are an heir of his. That means you have his DNA. You have his blood. You have his mind. You have his thoughts. You have everything he has. So I thank you, Father God, that you are just watching over your children right now, Lord. Releasing them from the bondage, Father, that has held them captive of not seeing who they are. Who they really, really are. So, Lord, I thank you that you're removing the uh, lenses, Father, that they were seeing through. And now, God, you're giving them your sight, your vision your mindset, your heart, your royal robe being placed on each one, God. The signet ring on each finger that says, you're mine, you're mine, you're mine. Receive it. If you can't receive it, you're not going to get it. <laughs> receive it. Receive the fullness. blessed. You are not cursed. You carry the king of kings. You carry his glory. So Father, I thank you, God, from this point on, they will go forth, Lord, knowing who they are. Knowing who they are. They will remember. And that this little Burger King crown <laughs> is a reminder a reminder that I'm a daughter, I'm a son of the king, of kings. So I bless you as you go out, or we're going to close in music, Luna. Are we going to cl close with a little bit of worship? <laughs> um, I just bless you as you go out, and remember, you've got the king of kings with you. Expect things, creation to change. Because of him. Amen.